Welcome to episode 32 of Have a Blessed Gay, your spiritual comedy podcast. I am your holy host, Tyler Martin, and I am excited for this episode because we have an astrologer in the house. As we venture into 2021, witnessing all the changes that are happening in our world, I think it's a great time to chat about astrology. Now, if you had to guess what sign I am, and let's just say that you do, what would you guess? The answer is Libra, baby. And what does that mean? Well, let me tell you. I like balance, equality, and fairness. And yeah, to a fault. If you fucked me over in kindergarten, bitch, you best believe I have not forgotten. Because fairness is so important, typically Libras care about honesty, which is very true for me. Talking to an honest and open person is way sexier to me than an orgy on Christmas Eve, okay? Also, due to caring about fairness quite a bit, Libras are the worst at making decisions. Hell, it even took me a while to decide if I was going to put this part in here. Actually, I still might take it out. I don't know. Deciding what to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day are all potential times for us to have a breakdown. And speaking of breaking down, Libras are known for being a tad emotional. Which, you know, just... Really, when people say that, it just... It hurts my feelings. Because we are so in tune to our emotions, we are the absolute best at reading other people and their emotions. And that one is definitely true. I'm so obnoxiously analytical. If you make eye contact with the person on my right for 40% of the time, then you also make eye contact with the person on my left for 40% of the time. Uh, that means you made eye contact with me for only 20% of the time. And like, what the hell did I ever do to you, huh? But then again, I'm not emotional. Oh, also, with the whole reading emotions thing, that does tend to possibly mean that we're great at manipulating. But I don't think you would say that about me, right? I mean, you're such a sweet, kind, beautiful person, and I just know that you would never say anything bad about me, like that I was being manipulative, right? Dumbass. Libras are typically super creative, love fashion, are great at parties, and really, we're just the best. I am so pumped to dive into astrology, and who better to chat about it with than the amazing astrologer, Sonia Marie. Sonia Marie believes that one of the universe's best tools is the intuitive art of Western astrology. She began to explore astrology at a young age, and simultaneously was developing a love of words. Over the last 20 years, millions have appreciated Sonia Marie's poetic prowess as one of three writers featured on the multi-platinum soundtrack, Waiting to Exhale. She has two solo poetry CDs, five poetry anthologies, and a poetry ebook called Thoughts and Wishes After the Storm. But her work as an astrologist is equally as impressive. She has a weekly astrological blog called Word Life Astrology, 
where she uses Western astrology's mathematical yet metaphysical teachings to guide people. Sonia has conducted over 200 workshops and lectures nationwide. Her passion is to infuse the importance of universal insight in hopes of encouraging people to be responsible for their choices based on personality and purpose. She is the monthly horoscope columnist for Essence Magazine, her horoscopes being read monthly by millions. And you may have seen her on TV. Her national television appearances include The Steve Harvey Show and The Doctors. In November 2020, Sonia Marie released her first book called The Signs, an astrological memoir. The memoir affords readers deeper knowledge of the signs themselves and how their energy is an integral part of us, which can open the door for more life expansion in our personal and professional lives. When I found Sonia, let me tell ya, I instantly connected to her down-to-earth, frickin' hilarious, and just genuine vibes. And I know you will too. In our conversation, she breaks down what astrology is, how people can use it as a tool, and what we should be on the lookout for in the coming future. But before we get into it, I want to make sure you listen all the way to the end of this episode because we have a new article on the B Word. And the wonderful author, Sumeya Kamisa, will be reading an excerpt from their new essay, Oh to be Young, Queer, and Muslim, which revolves around their journey as, well, a young queer Muslim. Yeah, no twister turns there. If you don't know, the V Word is a vertical on the Have a Blessed Gay website, where spiritual badasses share their ideas, journeys, questions, and resources. There are amazing articles on there, so definitely check them out and share with those who need to read them. You can find them at haveablessedgay.com slash the B word. B as in blessed. Also, if you haven't already, please do make sure you are subscribed and following the podcast. And definitely take a couple seconds to rate and leave a review. Reviews immensely help the podcast, so if you listen, show some lovin'. Now, without any further ado, the one, the only, Sonia Marie. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at BetterHelp help.com slash blessed gay to check it out and get what 10% off the best part is you don't even have to leave your house they offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor video calls phone calls real-time chat and direct messaging all counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board in other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash blessed gay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. 
It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash gay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash gay. Sonia Marie, welcome to Have a Blessed Gay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Tyler. You're so damn cute. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited to have you here, and I just want to get on into it. Tell us who you are and what the hell you do. <laughs> My name is Sonia Marie. I'm from Yonkers, New York. <laughs> I was born 7770. I'm a cancer with a Leo rising. <laughs> Ooh. And um, yeah, I'm an astrologer. I have a brilliant, artistic, beautiful, handsome 17-year-old who's about to leave the home soon. I'm going to be an empty nester. Um, Also, I'm a poet and um, a singer and a writer and author, all of these wonderful Renaissance things. And as an astrologer, I actually have the ability to tap into people's space and see their ancestors and their guides. So along with astrology, I'm also um, able to tap into what's going on and talk to their ancestors that's on the other line that help to guide um, our readings. So I do a, a little bit of a lot, but it all comes down and it all formulates under the guise of just loving God and I'm making us the best that we can be in everything that I do. Yeah. I love hyphens and I love hyphenated people, but I will say that there are some times where someone has a lot of hyphens, a lot of labels, and you're like, how the hell does this come together to create this one person? But I think something so special about you is that you are the through line and all of these labels and and wonderful things that you do, you are genuine through each of them and you're just being yourself and you're saying "These, these are what make up me. And, and yeah, I, I think it's actually a really beautiful and special gift. I appreciate that. I, I tell you, honestly, I was raised like a lot of people in a household where it's like, find what you can master in and go for it. You know, being that jack of all trades is an end to doom. Like, it's like, you know, the beginning to, it's like, golly, you know, I can do a lot of things. But, you know, I just, I think we were raised by a generation that just wanted us to have focus. And um, I never was able to focus on one thing because I just wanted to express whatever was coming through me. So regardless of where I was in my life, I just found the need to find spirit, to find some truth in what I was expressing in that moment in time. Whether I was in elementary school and shaking my butt like Eveline from The Wiz. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I'm giving readings, I'm just like expressing all that's in my heart, you know. Well, I am excited to talk about astrology. You are the very first astrologer on the show. Ow. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just pumped to talk about it. Astrology has been practiced pretty much since the beginning of humanity. However, today I feel like we have this weird, often kind of funny divide between the cutesy astrology like memes and the Libra mugs with unicorns that say... I'm Libra as fuck. But then there's also astrology that's used to connect with spirit, a more genuine spiritual practice. And I would love to hear from you. 
what is astrology? What does it mean to you? Well, um, I offer up Western astrology and the interpretation of it all. And basically, Tyler, it's a picture of the heavens when you were born. Uh, Western astrologers look at this natal chart, that picture, um, and it basically shows you the relationships between the planets and the asteroids and whatever else is going on at the precise time, date, place of birth, right? In my opinion, I believe that we all come onto the planet with our soul's purpose. However, our astrological makeup is the personality that administers the soul's purpose. It's like your outfit, you know? So you have to, I believe, throughout life, fine tune that outfit. Sometimes you can be a stone cold bitch. Sometimes you can be a little bit too timid. Sometimes you want to hide behind your family. Sometimes you're way out into the world. And in regards to how we live, it's a, it's a straight balancing act. You have to be able to give and take who you are based on who you're around. So in my opinion, it's like trying to better assess and balance who you are so you can have better relationships with yourself, thus have better relationships with everybody else. And when it comes to uh, what I do from that spiritual astrology space versus the cute little mugs, um, I think the cute little mugs came from a space in which astrology was um, put down. So it had to turn into entertainment mm. you know, when you dumb something down. So going back, going back before even Jesus was born, astrology was the way like that was the only way human beings were able to navigate their steps, literal steps on the planet. And then it became interpretation of those planets and how we roll and how the energy above controls the energy below bottom line as above. So below. So over time, these folks wanted to take power and control and started to colonize the world and started to dumb down things that gave us power. Dumb down things that gave individuals power so they can have power through religion, through money, through all of that, right? So then it became cute after a while, you know? It's like, yeah, they, they put it up on a pedestal and they said, oh, they're getting too powerful knowing this astrology shit and all of these modalities that help to make them better. We're going to dumb it down. Actually, we're going to just take it all out. But when it had its resurrection, it became cute. It became, oh, Libras are this, Aries are that. So it wouldn't be too much power on the fact that you are literally changing yourself. However, some never. Around this time of day, like there are people who are like, you know, fuck that cute shit. Like in actuality, astrology came around to help us to heal, to navigate this place, to, to make better use of it. And, um, and that's where I come in. And a, a bunch of other people, it's, it's not just me. This is just my, um, my view, so to speak. <clears throat> and again, I like to use it to, to, to decipher who we are so we can have better relationships with ourselves and we can stop pointing the finger at people and say, oh, you're not as emotional or affectionate as I'd like you to be. Well, first of all, I'm a Capricorn. I don't get too touchy-feely. You know what I mean? Not me personally, but speaking for that person, mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, Capricorns do not get too touchy feely. So why would you blame a Capricorn for not hugging you when that's just not a part of who they are? Sometimes we just have to accept people for who they are point blank and just move on about our lives. Uh, so many good things from what you just said. One of the things that like really stuck out to me, though, was people in power not wanting individuals to have knowledge. And that is something that we have seen over and over again and again throughout history, yet it continuously happens. And it's really crazy that we accept that lack of knowledge as the norm. I mean, in especially talking about religion and faith practices, 
that is such the norm to oh, yeah. to worship, to practice, to be a part of a religion or a faith group, and you really don't know that much about it. Like, you don't know the history, you don't know mm -hmm. translations, you don't know where things come from, and you're just trusting an individual or a group of individuals to hopefully lead you down the right path. And there's something really scary about that, about Absolutely. not having any knowledge about what you're actually participating in. So when I'm thinking about that, and then I think about astrology, okay, so like, we're all a part of this universe, right? And being a part of this universe, we don't know all that much. But what we do know are the things that are around us, the elements that are around us. And so why not use what we do for sure know to help us on our spiritual path, which I think is is kind of what astrology does. So in that way, astrology seems so mm -hmm. practical. Absolutely. I believe it. it's like a tool. You know, people come at me and say, oh, you're the devil. I've done a workshop before where people have literally called me the devil. And and I would look at them and I said, you know what, you know, you have your opinion, but I would like for you to look at it like this. Astrology is a tool. It's almost like when you're eating your meal. You can eat with your fingers. And actually, I enjoy eating with my fingers personally. But you can eat with your fingers and make a mess of a situation. Or you can take a nice fork and place it in your mouth intricately detailed, like one by one to help feed your soul. It's the same situation. It's a, it's a tool in which you administer food and knowledge and understanding about yourself bit by bit by bit. So you're not so damn sloppy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just had like major flashbacks too to when I was a teenager and I was in a conversation with my parents about homosexuality mm -hmm. and I asked them I was like why does it matter if I want to use a spoon instead of a fork they do the same thing what difference is it to anyone that's right Tyler that's right yeah well the response was that's not what it was created for and I was just like but we as humans constructed the spoon and the fork. So why can't I say what it's useful for? And how about this? Who told you that wasn't it was what it was created for? Yes. Who gave you that understanding? Who gave you the power to say what I should do with my fork and my spoon? <laughs> yes, 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 100%, yes. And looking at astrology and using it, what do you label astrology? Is, is it a belief system, a religion, a practice? Do you even have a label for it? Like, how do you classify astrology? I call it a modality. It's basically a spiritual tool in order to navigate your existence. It's straight. I mean, we have them. They are all over the place. The Bible is a modality. That's a tool. It's not to say we should believe, in my opinion, totally in the Bible, but there's some wonderful nuggets in the Bible that you can pull from and really transform your life through. You know, tarot cards are modalities, you know, incense, you know, crystals. These are all things that help holy water shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, I mean, in my opinion, it's about putting the belief in something and letting it work for your highest good. Honestly, Tyler, we can believe in a freaking banana. And pray to that banana every single day. And if it makes you better, why not? Who cares? Why the hell not? Why not? If it's I not hurting you, anyone. No. As long as you don't hurt yourself or anybody anybody else, why, why shouldn't you believe in that banana? And the, and the thing about it, 
astrology has a whole lot more validity than a banana. But the bottom line is, is that again, it, it's, it's there to use as a tool and to grow. And I think we're in a space and we need to do that now. I want to speak on something that you just said about how it fascinates you, if you don't mind, how people just go along with the deal mm -hmm. to parlay and the segue into some astrology for real. We just left the age of Pisces in which we were told Pisces energy is like uh, like shape-shifting energy. So that kind of answers your question, if you think. Mm -hmm. We just left the age of, a Pis age of Pisces for about 2,200 years in which it allowed us to be sheep because Pisces conforms. Pisces goes along with it. Pisces allows spirituality and religion to take you know, a, a hold of it and lead you into never, never land. However, the age of Aquarius in which we are in now and started a good 20 years ago, to be honest with you. But because Saturn and Jupiter went into Aquarius, it kind of like spearheaded it. And we're in a space in which now it's about humanity. Now it's about the group. Now it's about independent thinking because Aquarius says, bump all of that. You say go left, I'm going right. And I'm going right only so I can prove that left is not the way any longer. So that's where we're going. We're actually in that space. So it makes quite, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, while we were so, while we were conformists, you know, over the last decades that we've been alive, you know, but we're coming out of that. We're absolutely coming out of that. And Tyler, they are losing those that love the age of Pisces and love to be in control and love to control and love to be in the matrix too. There are some people that love to be sheep, you know, they're having a hard time, baby. And they are literally like holding on to power. I mean, we can see it in our everyday. All you gotta do is turn on the news. The structures are falling. The religious structures are falling. The, the lions are waking up in between all of these sheeps and saying, nah, fuck this. I wanna go this way. And they're having a hard time. So we're gonna go through that for a little while. We're absolutely gonna go through that for the next couple of years until somebody says, you know what? Forget about it. Evolution is evolution, and we got to go with the way in which, you know, the universe is taking us. I know I skipped a couple of questions because we was going to talk about that, but. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my gosh, no. You know, it actually makes me really excited. We've gone through so many horrific things in the world, but there have been positives that have come from those horrific things, like a lot of wonderful movements, yep. the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter. We're seeing people oppose corrupt government yep. and we're seeing slight shifts toward a more positive government now. And I think we're in the midst of a lot of movements and, and things continuing to happen and grow. We are. We are. And, and, and to be truthful with you, I think it's a beautiful time if you lean towards the side which you believe is going to benefit your soul. And I mean that with clarity. I mean, the, the thing about it is, yo, changes happen regardless. You have to pick the side of the change where, you, where you're going to go with, put that energy in that and let the other shit die. It's almost like you have to be meditative in a space and let it fall. The buildings are going to crash regardless if you're freaking out and worrying or if you're calm and if you allow it to happen. So which side would you like to pick? It's going to happen. We have no control. Human beings are ignorant. Human beings are not the smartest creature on the planet. And we really, really do our best to like override that arrogance with that arrogance. And it's not working for us any longer. So we have to learn how to work together. And that's what's happening. So you got to be cool and calm in the midst of this. So then when the buildings fall and it's kind of quiet out, 
then we can come together. Then the groups are going to really come together, the villages, mankind. Then we'll start to save the planet literally again. Oh, we have to. Please, Lord. But we have to We have to wait, though. We have to wait. And the waiting is the arduous part. I would love to learn how you use astrology in your one-on-one, in your reading sessions. How does that work exactly? How do you decipher the charts and, and figure out what's going on in this universe for a specific person? How do you, how do you just use astrology? So um, I normally tap in. My, my readings are three parts. Um, the first part, I tap into your ancestors and your guides, and I kind of like ramble. I can uh, see images in my head. I hear what they're saying, um, and they drop information about what that person is going through in that moment in time. The second part, we go to the natal chart based on your time, your date, and place of birth. And your ancestors and guides stick around throughout the entire read because that's how I read. I read intuitively. Um, throughout the, the, the second part, Literally, you can take days, sometimes weeks to read a person's natal chart because it's so incredibly vast. But I allow their ancestors and guides to tell me exactly where to go in their chart to highlight where they are right now. Sometimes too much information can be too much information. Mm. So they allow me to go right where it is to help them now. And in the third part, we do a tarot uh, spread. And this is all like a 90 minute read. Um, but it's 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 work. You know, because I literally open up my body, um, my whole being. Um, I sweat, uh, freaking fart. I go through. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying, but I, I just I go through bodily changes because I can feel them come in the room. Like they're they're people are coming to me an hour before saying, "Hey, we want to talk to her about this," and I'm like, "Okay, okay. Can you come at the right time? Like her appointment is at two. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's a lot of work to open up and to really engage with my clients on that level so I can utilize the modalities, so I can utilize the tools. I believe in connecting with the source first. Once I connect with the source, all the tools are just there for me to pick up and say, okay, this is what it looks like. Oh, okay, this is what it says. Oh, all right, this is what it's validating, what's coming through, boom. You know what I mean? Through the cards or through the, the, the charts, so on and so forth. What Do you have ideas or, or theories, especially if you are talking with ancestors, your, your feeling energies, what do you think of afterlife? To be truthful with you, I'm not going to say I want to die because I have a 17 year old, like I mentioned, and a lot of beautiful people around me, Tyler, that I just love, but I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I swear to goodness. I swear to goodness. I feel like when I do these readings, Tyler, these motherfuckers are sliding down purple mountains. They're drinking copious amounts of beer and wine. Folks are eating happy and laughing. Like I can literally see them. And I'm like, well, it's not so bad over there. Like they are chilling and happy and void of the, the human emotion that we carry, mm. whether it's happiness, blame, shame, anger, whatever it is, it's void of that. And it's just free and clear. So I believe the afterlife is a space in which we go back to, that's really home, to reassess what we did in the life before. We either decide to stay or we come back and learn some more lessons. But the the, the earth is really the gym. This is where we work shit out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> this is where we pump it up. We sweat. We, we fall down. We bust our head. And then we go back and chill out and keep drinking. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, no, I think I really, really love that. I think that is such an awesome analogy. And like so many things come up for me about that analogy too. Because like I have quite the past with the gym in general. Like, like I used to be so intimidated by the gym. Okay. And And thinking on it like life on this earth life can be intimidating, you know, even yep. like getting up the courage, the will, the the uh, gumption to arrive and to show up three times a week. Right. That can be exhausting. That can be really daunting for a lot of people, me included. And that makes sense as far as like life, like really showing up every day, putting in your time every day. Um, yeah, I really, I really love that analogy. Thank you. Well, this next question is a two-part question. Number one, what are horoscopes? And two, what is your process for writing them? Because you write them professionally. I do for Essence Magazine. That's been an ongoing gig for about six years, seven years or so. So incredible. Thank you. Um, A horoscope is basically a rundown and a brief a synopsis of what a particular sun sign is going through in that month or that week, whatever the the um, the time length that you're giving it, that particular column. Um, how do you go about doing it is a little tricky and tricky to explain. In astrology, they have something called the rising sign or the ascendant sign, and it is literally the constellation um, coming up over the eastern horizon during your birth, right? That is the position in which astrologers read from. So if you are a cancer, as an astrologer, I will pull up cancer rising for the month of February, right? Um, At a particular time in the month. And that will show the viewpoint of cancer, not necessarily what every cancer is going through. So I like to say, read your rising sign and read your sun sign as well when you read a horoscope, because the perspective is from the rising sign, but the sun sign might feel a little bit of that too. It's very, very difficult and extremely impossible to hit everybody in a true space writing a horoscope. It's just, it's not, it's not, yeah. And that always bugs me out when I'm writing it because I like to be authentic. I like to like speak the truth. So I pray before I write my horoscopes because I'm like, I, I pray that it's hitting at least, you know, the majority of the folks. And I just channel in what spirit wants to say. But the bottom line is that it's impossible to do. So you kind of have to take it for, with a grain of salt. But at the same time, if you read your rise, it's a little bit more accurate because that's how that's the perspective we write from. Listening to you talk about astrology and horoscopes, a question that came in my head, kind of a follow up to all of this do you believe in free will? Absolutely. I believe in co-creation. I believe that the creator is like, listen, this is what I want you to do. X, Y, and Z. I'm going to give it all to you. And you have the complete autonomy to do whatever the heck you want to do because you're co-creating this situation. I just have rules and parameters in which I'd love for you to live by, but you don't have to. And you know, quite, I know it's kind of a little ominous, but I use Manson as an example for that quite often because looking at his chart, And I'm not to say that anybody should know it, but he has five, six planets, I think, in Scorpio. He's very persuasive, very, very persuasive, Mm -hmm. hence what he did. But he could have used that persuasion in a good way. He could have flipped it. Yeah. His human nature got pissed off because the record industry didn't want him and he wanted control. (laughs) 
Literally, it's his story. He wanted control. So he took it to the dark side as opposed to being a preacher or being a Mother Teresa type and persuading a whole bunch of people to take care of the world. You know, we have the right to co-create. We can take the gifts and the talents and 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 the um and, and the beautiful spaces and who we are and turn it out in the best way or in the worst way possible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, this reminds me of so many people throughout history, like Hitler, who wasn't accepted into that art school. Like, what if? What right. if he had been accepted into right. that art school? Absolutely. He could have been he could have been another Picasso in a sense, you know, somebody that was extremely influential on in the artistic world. You never, ever know. But again, like you like you're saying, we co-create this as human beings. We can say this is how I'm going to flip this, you know, and oftentimes we get confused because we allow and they notice they the infamous they they notice. That's why they put so much junk in the atmosphere and, and in our psychology, because they know if we turn our thoughts and our minds and our focus on what it is um, we're supposed to do innately versus what they want us to do. We're always going to go for what they want us to do most of the time because it's inundated. We're being inundated by it. You understand what I'm saying? We'll be controlled by it. They understand that. Absolutely. So that becomes our choice as opposed to us listening to what God is saying, which is already inside of us because God is in us. We know what we need to do on this planet. We come in the planet knowing babies. When you look at babies, Tyler, did you know that um, up until the time that you're seven or eight years old, the veil is still there, meaning that you're still kind of halfway on the other side. That's why babies can see spirits and they, you know, you see them cooing up to the sky or to the ceiling because they're literally talking to somebody most of the time, right? They, we know what we're supposed to do on this planet. And then at eight years old, the veil kind of closes and then you can see it. I saw it on my son one day and I, oh my God, I went, I burst out in tears. He was playing, you know, in his little, uh, playing the blocks and the Legos and stuff. And then the next thing you know, he turned around and I said, Kamal? And his face just got stone cold, almost like he came on the planet. And I cried because I can see his innocence and his, his, his glee for, for the world and for being here. Just leave. He just left for that instance. And I said, he's here now. You can sense it. And they know, okay, we're on the planet. We got to armor up. People are mean. We got to do our thing. You know, we got to, now we're at the gym. We are at the gym. Now we got to work it out. And this is actually a really beautiful segue into talking about you and your personal abilities with astrology. I would love to learn how you got into astrology. And also, I'm just kind of curious, that veil that you spoke of, did that happen for you? Because obviously you are able to tap into spirit. So I'm, I'm super curious about the veil in your own life. Oh, absolutely. And I, I can't necessarily determine when it happened, but I know around the time I was in high school and then I went to college, I definitely didn't want that veil up. I I was too busy getting high, having a lot of sex. Sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> but I purposely shut it down so I couldn't get those messages, not only for other people, but for myself. I, I chose to be ignorant and I chose not to see because it was too powerful for me. You know what I mean? It kind of, it, it, it's like the Debbie Downer in the party. And I wanted to party. Like a lot of people, they want to party. They want to get caught in the matrix. But 
it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And there was a moment where I was just like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? And will they receive it? I'm a big booty black chick from Yonkers, New York, who curses every chance I get, who's extremely imperfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I can hear and I can feel and I know what feels good and I have a lot of love. I'm like, are they going to receive this? Are people going to understand this? Like coming through me? Because we're taught that what? You have to be, you know, sanctified. <laughs> or at least looked apart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm far from that. But as it turns out, I speak to a lot of people that look like me. I speak to a lot of people that have our spirit, you and I, Tyler, that come on the planet that just want to be with good people who just want to be the best that we can be. And we're beginning to find our tribe in the age of Aquarius. Here we go. <laughs> you know, I find this really interesting. I follow astrologers like on social media. I know of a lot of astrologers. I read horoscopes on occasion, but I've never really connected to an astrologer until I stumbled upon you and there was something about you. I don't know if I exactly have words for it, but I do know part of why I was so connected to you was because you just come off as so damn genuine. There is something so sincere about you. And the fact that you are different and that you celebrate those differences makes me connect with you even more. Because we that. do have this stereotype of what an astrologer is. It's, it's this person in LA and like yoga pants. There's tapestries in the bag. There's crystals everywhere. And it's like, that's great and all. But... Like, who are you as an actual person? I don't really know. But with you, I just feel this connection to you. And and I, I, I think that is just so, so special. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Now, now, girl has her beautiful stones and all that. They, 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 they definitely help out. But to the point I was saying, I just, I do my best not to, like, hide behind that. And what I mean by that is, like, not show who I am. Like people comment and I go, I'm right there with you. Like, please don't put me on a pedestal. I'm, I'm not the pedestal chick. Gurus are dead, man. Gurus are dead and preachers and took a hike. You Amen. know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I'm right there with you. Let's figure it out together. As I get information, tell me if I'm right. Do you feel this? Because I feel this too. That's kind of like how I talk to people and my clients and relate to my friends even, you know, let's get better together. Well, that's what I think a real leader is. Well, thank you. Yeah, someone who is not admittedly perfect. Because realistically, like, if someone says that they're perfect, I I don't want to yeah. follow them. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Especially when you know that they're not perfect and at any minute there's going to be an explosion. <laughs> yes, they're just going to come crashing <laughs> down any second. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just not possible to be perfect. <laughs> well, you have a new book called the signs and astrological memoir yes. as i read about it i immediately connected with something in the description and i'm gonna read it here it reads deeper knowledge of the signs themselves and how their energy is an integral part of us can open the door for more life expansion in our personal and professional lives you may be born in aries but what about the tenacity your moon in taurus can bring we don't need to hold astrological attributes directly in our chart to be students of the whole celestial body. I really love 
this. It is something I am so passionate about. How can we say that we will only look and learn from people who look and act exactly like us? We can't. We're not going to learn anything new. Exactly. We have to look at people who do not look like us, who do not sound like us. That is when we learn and we grow. And I think even as far as spirituality goes, to look at practices at walks of life that are different from us, and we can learn from those things. So I'm really excited about the concept of this book. I really love it. Tell us about the book and what we can expect from it. Well, I tell you what it's not. <laughs> it's not one <laughs> It's definitely not one of those instructional books that 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 teaches you and brags about astrology and what the favorite color is and and I'm not knocking those books please forgive me I don't I don't want to sound like I'm shady but I, I'm not knocking those books I thought that there were a number of books like that in existence so why don't I go another way and the way that I like to teach and show and share is again as above so below so I said yo let's take the sun signs the attributes of each sun sign and and show people that you can literally see these signs all 12 of them in you how can you let me tell you a story. So that's the astrological, that's the, um, the memoir part of it. So I describe a particular sun uh, description of a sun sign, three of them actually, three descriptions. And then I'll go into a story about that particular um, attribute. Um, and it shows basically that these energies, and they do, all 12 of them reside in us as above, so below, but all 12 signs are within us and we can activate each and every bit of energy from these 12 signs if we really pay attention. Like there's cancer somewhere in your chart, Tyler, which means that in some area of your life, you can be very, very emotional and maternal. And when you need to turn that on through, you know, your own manipulation of yourself, you can say, okay, let me ease up. Let me get softer in this area. So not only you can get what you want, but so you can, uh, you can help the situation or whatever it is that you're involved in. You understand what I'm saying? Again, the tool. When you have Aries in your chart, which is fiery and, conv and convicted and is um, aggressive, and we need to push past any procrastination or anything that's looming, you know, we get that ram energy together, regardless of what sun sign you is, and we plow past certain things because we need that that fortitude in that moment, that that aggression in that moment, you know. So it's like it's that's what the book is about. Like seeing yourself in all of these 12 signs through my stories, through the information. So you can like, you know, you can armor yourself up. You can better yourself. You can, you can look at yourself as a more well-rounded celestial being as opposed to being one-sided. And, and when that one-sided thing, this is a whole nother conversation, Tyler, I can squirrel out right now. Because that, that whole one-sided thing is what we hide behind and it makes us separate. It makes us separate. If I'm just a cancer, I can't fuck with you if you're a Libra. You know what I mean? If I just have these, if I just have these attributes and these things going on, then no, you, you're over there. And separation is dangerous, i.e. the last 2,500 years. It's dangerous to separate yourself from other people of different nationalities, different signs, different whatever. Why? Because you can't see yourself in them and you can't relate. That's the same thing with this book. That's the same thing with astrology, in my opinion. See yourself in everything that's around you via the signs. And I think we'll be a little bit more compassionate for ourselves and for other people. 
Okay, this so intensely speaks to me. I used to be hesitant when it came to astrology because of this reason. Someone would ask me like, hey, what's your sign? And I would tell them and then they would be like, oh, I guess we can't be friends then. Right. Or, or they would uh, tell me like all the negative things about me or like what to look out for. Like, I can't trust you with blah, 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 blah. And... I just, it's just so frustrating to me that they read, you know, like some horoscope, like somewhere like three months ago, and they're basing my entire self on those few words. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not just that. Exactly. My point. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's kind of sad just to think of yourself as one dimensional, because I, I don't think anyone really is like if we are truly a part of this universe, which obviously we are, and if we are made up of the same stuff, which we are, then how could you ever think that you are simply one dimension? That just doesn't even make sense to me. I think people get afraid to think of themselves as more than one thing because, and I'm going to speak to a certain group of people probably maybe, because they feel like they're losing control within themselves to see so many different things. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Almost like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm overthinking because I'm 10 different things. Now, who do I pull on next? Relax, relax. Trust yourself, trust the ancestors, trust your guides, trust God. Whatever you need, when you need that, need that Aries energy, you'll pull on it because you'll know it. Like we don't, we have not been taught to trust ourselves enough and to trust the inner voice within us enough. So we automatically go to the separation, to the judgment, to the criticism, because it makes a clear, hard line. And I can judge who I am and who they are from this perspective. And I don't have to get freaked out by all of these possibilities of who they can be. You're lazy. You are spiritually lazy if that's the way you think. Yes, yes. Relax and pull back and uh, enjoy and, and explore the different, these different parts of yourself and other people. It's actually really fun once you lay in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's yeah. pretty, oh, it's so much fun and it's invigorating and it's, it's fascinating and it's, it's love in there because it's all essentially you literally find in different ways of loving somebody. Mm, yes. Think about that. I really love that. And I would love to hear from you, you know, as we are doing this work, as we are really getting into this new year of 2021 and entering this space that you were talking about even earlier, mm-hmm. you mentioned about the space and, and what we kind of can expect from it. But I would love for you to dive into it even further and let us know how we can lean into it. We are in it. It's the age of Aquarius. It's coming together. It's being a part of groups in your village. But more importantly, it's taking um, the stance to do something different. So as we move forward into this new year, into the years to come, but especially 2021, for a couple of different reasons in which I can state, you know, this year of the ox starting in February. So that means it's hard work, diligence that are, that's um, being asked of us. You know, there's a, there's some wonderful changes and eclipses that are happening in Sagittarius and Gemini, and then it's going to turn into Taurus as well. So the, the bottom line is, is that in 2021, we are being forced to put pillars into the ground, our stakes in the ground. And those stakes are new and they're different. 
and they're exploratory and they're weird and unusual. The, the, the weirder, the better, in my opinion. The farther you are away from uh, the conventional, the better. Those weird ideas that wake you up in the middle of the night, go for it. Put $20 on it. Put $2,000 on it. See if you can really, really chance it. Gamble your thoughts. Trust yourself. That's what we're being led to. And when you trust your ideas and yourself this year, because we are plowing into the age of Aquarius and about we're about to have, we're about to get really uh, influenced by four or five different planets in Aquarius in the next couple of weeks. It's telling us to be different, but it's also telling us to start and to work. We have to work at those differences. It's not enough to go, yeah, I'm weird, I'm cute. No, build off of that weird and cute. Make money off of that weird and cute. Influence some people who need that. The age of Aquarius is about spirituality as well, in a sense, right? It's about utilizing um, the newness of, 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 of uh, astrology and, the, and, and psychic ability and just different modalities. It's, it's really about highlighting that. So again, we can all come together and see the validity in each other's work. We can go to a remote village in Africa and go, wow, they take these herbs and put it together for a stomach ache. That's what dude was doing for Tums. Like it's the same thing. Like we can see each other in it. The point is, we're all doing it, so why can't we all come together? That's what this year is about, is seeing that. Just seeing it and acknowledging it and doing the work for it. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> completely, yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, if someone does want to learn more about themselves, more about their signs, their charts, obviously your book is an amazing resource. But do you have other resources that you can suggest, other stepping stones for people that are interested in astrology as a practice and tool? That's a really good question. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, even though it may seem like an obvious question and answer, it's really not. It's what you're led to. You know what I mean? Just for instance, myself, if you're led to listen and, 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 and get the information from me, cool. If it doesn't work for you, keep going. There are some astrologers that are very mathematical and geometric. That's not me. I'm not your girl. I'm extremely intuitive. You know, I get hits, you know what I mean? And just say what I need to say. So whatever resonates with you, whether it be books, um, different resources, whatever floats your boat. I love Jan Spiller. She helped me out a lot. She passed away about two years ago. Um, and she has wonderful countless books on astrology from the spiritual perspective that call to me, Jan Spiller. And also one tool that I use, I really use, Tyler, is the tool of observation. When I know that somebody is a particular sign, I, I do my best not to go into judgment. What I do is observe. And I observe the things that they say. I observe their homes. I observe the kind of car that they drive. You know what I mean? Based on my knowledge of astrology or just a little bit that I had in the beginning, I go, wow, he is a Scorpio. That's why he's so quiet. That's why he's so pulled back. That's why, you know, he's got those deep eyes. And so that means every Scorpio that I meet, I would be looking for those deep eyes. I would try to see the connection. So essentially I was teaching myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to be intuitive and observant to, to connect the dots, so to speak. Yeah, that works for me. I love that. Well, I am going to put a link in the show notes for Jan Spiller. So anyone who is interested in their books, you can definitely check it out there. I'm also, of course, going to put a link in the show notes for your wonderful new book, The Signs, an Astrological Memoir. Please check it out. Appreciate I will also that. have links 
for people to be able to reach and find out about you, but just so they can hear it, where can people find you, reach out, and keep up with all of your fantastic work? Please go to my website. It's wordlifeastrology.com. That's word life, not world life. People get it confused, but it's word life, like word up, word. <laughs> it is the word. It is the word, wordlifeastrology.com. Yep. Sonia Marie, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Genuinely, oh, I just so enjoy you and how you speak from the heart. It is so inspiring. You're so wonderful. And I just really, really thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you for having me, honey. You are so kindred. I love your spirit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am just so in love with her. She is so great, right? <laughs> okay, here are my main takeaways, and then you shall hear the excerpt from Sumeya's wonderful article. Number one, astrology is a tool, a modality, a way for us to access spirit and learn more about ourselves. Number two, knowledge is powerful. Have you, do you, or do you know people who blindly follow? Give their life to an organization, a faith, a religion, without actually learning about it. Maybe their parents raised them in it. Maybe they turned to it in a time of need. But whatever the reason is that they are in it, they are in it. And have not completed a deep dive into the history or teachings one bit. And that can come from laziness, pride, or fear. Maybe they've been told not to question, that they couldn't understand even if they tried. Or maybe they simply just trust the leaders to be good people. But as we know, that doesn't always work out, does it? Like Sonia said, the buildings are gonna fall. So try to be as aware as you can before that shit happens. Number three, we are not one dimensional beings because this universe is not made of one dimension. So you may be a Virgo, you may be a Leo. Hell, you even may be an asshole. But that doesn't mean that you don't have attributes outside of your sign. Number four, in 2021, we are being forced to put new exploratory stakes into the ground. Those weird ideas that wake you up at night, go for them, embrace your difference. This is a time to try new things. You can do it. Number five, the earth is our gym and we gotta show up. We gotta be present. We gotta lift the weights, do the hard work, but it'll be worth it. We will better ourselves. We will be stronger. And guess what? We'll be happier. Now, continuing this message of learning from others, I am thrilled to present this excerpt by Sumeya Kamisa, a gender-fluid lesbian living in Toronto, Canada. They founded Queer Muslim Network Toronto, a community for LGBTQ Muslims in Toronto and the greater Toronto area. They're in their fourth year at York University, completing a Bachelor of Arts in Children, Childhood, and Youth Studies as well as a Bachelor of Education. Sumeya is hoping to specialize in the research of Muslim children and QBIPOC youth while continuing to pave a way for queer Muslims in academia through their ongoing work. Their writing focuses on activism, queer life, and love, 
community healing as well as bringing an educational, child-based approach to everything they do. And I believe you will hear that here. The first mistake we make with teaching kids about religion is the inherent assumption that they aren't able to comprehend complex things. Because of this, religion is taught as black and white. Either you're Muslim or you're going to Jahannam. In reality, the beauty of religious and cultural identities come from how they adapt over time, finding their cozy spots within the gray area. You see, when I was a teenager, I was convinced I was not welcome in the religion I grew up in, so I left it. I took off the hijab, cut my hair, called myself an atheist, and I was constantly at war with Allah. Why would they make me this way if I was a sin? Why are they called the most merciful but will send me to eternal damnation for the butterflies I feel when I look at Elliot Page? No matter how hard I tried to run from Islam, it is woven so deeply inside of me that I don't know who I am without it. Even if I stop the spiritual practices that make someone Muslim, I'm inherently culturally Muslim because of the way I grew up. Islam is more than the spiritual realm. It's about inside jokes you and 1.9 billion other people in the world share. It's about going to the movies on Christmas and kissing each other on the cheeks on Eid. It's been my whole life since I was born. And frankly, I'm not interested in trying to erase such a huge chunk of my life. I was a tween in 2010, meaning my automatic reaction to questioning my sexuality was to fire up my family computer and hop onto the one place I knew had the answers to all of my life's questions, Tumblr. The website provided me with posts explaining the language available to identify what I was feeling, exposed me to the world of online social justice, as well as giving me a fair share of X-rated Harry Potter fanfiction, validating my daydreams of Hermione and Luna. The use of Tumblr in my adolescence shaped so much of who I am and how I understand myself. Without it, the isolation I was experiencing would have eaten away at me slowly. The simultaneous beauty and complication of the internet is the ability to hide the reality of who you are and become whoever you want to be. For folks such as myself, who weren't ready to let others into their queerness, this was a lifeline. I could pretend I had the life I wanted to lead before I was able to lead it. For the full article, go to haveablessgay.com slash the B word. Thank you to Sonia and Sumeya. Please check them out in the show notes. Follow and subscribe to this podcast. Rate and leave a review. And as always, reach out to me. I love to hear from you. Tell me where you're at on your spiritual journey, what sign you are, ask me questions, or just say hey. You can reach me at the email in the show notes or DM me on social media at haveablessgay on all the platforms. Now, if you are struggling and can't laugh it off, just know I always post helplines in the show notes, so please do reach out if you need to. But just remember this, you are special, you are purposeful, and you are fucking beautiful. 
Have a blessed gay, y'all.